This is Crypto Radio, powered by MoneyWeb, where we discuss all things crypto-related. Your host, Kieran Ryan. Rosello Lopez is CEO of Stratum Blockchain, which is an interesting company with a somewhat different offering than most. It started in Brazil, but has an office in South Africa. Rather like the private banks of old, this is a company that is discreet in the sense that it will not disclose what assets you hold with them. Rossello, first of all, welcome. You've made several public statements suggesting that crypto exchanges should not subject their customers to know your customer or KYC requirements and that no one has a right to know what crypto assets you hold. Can you explain why you say that? The reason is pretty much simple. If we do understand at first exactly what cryptocurrency is about, cryptocurrency is about privacy, is about keeping your privacy. And as Satoshi Nakamoto uh, put on his white paper, there is saying that part A should not or need to trust on part B. The transaction should just happen transfer to one side to another side and then should stay in that way. So the reason that I'm doing that is supposed to be so protected, especially because the nature of the technology and then the way it works, I really don't think that actually should be the other way around. I think it should be a law to make sure any user will never gonna uh, send their details or their information or anything like that. Because just let's understand one point, which is the most important point. When you compare to bank, all right, for you to transfer money from your bank account to another bank account for certain amounts of uh, uh, the value that you're transferring, you need to go to your bank, you need to show your ID, you need to actually physically be there to do it. So. It's really hard if someone come to your house to kidnap you or someone, your family or someone that you love or something that matters to you. So, and then say, or oh, either you pay me this amount of money or I'm going to do something. All right, it's hard for you to do it because there is so many things to do for you in order to get the money and then to trust her to do anything. So run somewhere, I'm not going to work that easy. With crypto, it's a different situation. It is someone go to your house, put a gun in your head, and you're going to tell you, all right, let's play a, a, a little game here. Let's see who can press first. Or do I press the, the, the trigger and I'll shoot your head? Or you press send in your wallet. So all you need to do in a, trans, uh, a transaction like that is just press send. All you need to do is the address where you're sending the cryptocurrency. With money, it's not that simple. You have to go there, present yourself. So it's a little bit more complicated. So when you're sharing your information to a bank, sharing your information to an exchange with there is no regulation for it, and the, the, the worst one, sharing the information to the government, which you, you don't know what kind of measures are the government taking to protect your information, to protect your data. You don't know how many employees has access to it. And let's say if an employee for the government decides to say, you know what, now that the Bitcoin is $1 million, let me go on the database here and then let me see whoever has a Bitcoin and then I will send to someone to go to his house and then we split half and half. So it's, it's very complicated, those kind of things. That's why being a crypto holder, you should never, ever, uh, share your personal details with any 
company, government, organization. So you're sticking very much to that. So what do you say to the exchanges in South Africa that are doing this? They're kind of self-regulating. They are requiring you to upload your KYC or know your customer information and comply with anti-money laundering laws. What do you say to them? I know them very well and I like them. Uh, Richard Bessosa, uh, Faisal, and I know them very well. And I know they have their, their reasons to do that. And to protect themselves, number one, and then also to maybe avoid the issues with the regulators. I understand their side. I understand that they don't want trouble. They don't want to say they don't want to fight against against a very powerful organization. But I think the reason that they are doing that, whatever they think is right, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm not judging anything. In my opinion, and that's my opinion only, they are just giving up the fight. They are not taking the fight to a certain level to say, you know what, I will face this, I will fight for it. Uh, I understand they are doing that because so then they were not going to have issues with, let's say, for example, the, the, the South African Reserve Bank going after them or anything like that because of the money laundry and this and that. But let's face one thing here, all right? So someone, let's say someone is transferring money, and again, I have nothing against altcoin trade. I have nothing against Valor. I like their platform. I love the way they do things. But let's just look at it on the whole situation and the whole scenario. I am buying cryptocurrency on, let's say, altcoin trade. I'm sending money from my net bank account. When I open my net bank account, I had to go there. I had to show the copy of my passport. I had to show my business license. I have to show proof of residence. I have to show proof of income. I have to show, uh, well, back then we didn't have the uh, COVID-19 test, but I guess today, even for you to open a bank account, you probably gonna, they're gonna ask you for a COVID-19 test, definitely. And then DNA test, all sort of information. So NetBank knows more than me in my life than my wife or my mom. So they know everything about me. When I transfer money from my NetBank account, to NetBank account for the same inside the same bank to altcoin trade NetBank account, NetBank did the same situation, the same validation on top of altcoin trade. So why does altcoin trade need to do the KYC again when the bank did the whole thing? So meaning that the bank do not trust themselves. So then someone else has to do the KYC again. And then when it comes to the money laundry, if you want to stop the money laundry, stop to print the money. And then when you stop to print the money, then there is no money laundry. And if you really want to stop money laundry, tell the bank, the bankers to do their proper job because it looks like they are not doing their proper job because it's amazing. Money laundry also does not happen in small amounts. Money laundry happens in millions and gazillions of rents. That's where exactly when the money laundry happens. So we not see someone doing money laundry to buy an apartment, someone doing money laundry to buy like a house, a house or to buy a car. There is no such, such a thing. So why we putting those people at risk because the regulator are saying something that does have no uh, that he has no idea what he's doing. So it's not fair when the bank is already doing the KYC. And the win KYC in both of sides that is doing the transaction, why the, the exchange has to do the KYC again? And then the anti, the anti-money laundry the procedures that is just laziness or is it just 
someone trying to say, you want to see how powerful my uh, my signature is? If you not do that, I'm going to close you down. That's what it is. You're no doubt aware that the South African authorities plan to regulate cryptos under the Financial and Advisory Intermediary Services Act or the FISA Act. Do you support this? There is a two sides. Let's say on the side A, it's good because so for the people that say like, who's overwatching, who's uh, checking if the, the exchange are doing a good job. So it's nice to see that the somehow someone, let's say some the guys from altcoin trade, you're going to go there and say, hey, guys, that's what I'm doing here. That's how we do the process and all that. So great. So then get a stamp saying you are approved. On that side, it's good. It's perfect. So then we're not going to be someone just saying, you know what? I'm going to open exchange right now. Nothing wrong with that. Someone wants to do that on, on my garage. And I'm going to start to trade. But if they have is not, not prepared, do not have the, the right technology, firewall, and all the assurance that happen, I think it is good. But now let's go to the side B. This institution, this organization ready to be holding or telling the exchange to hold information which should not be necessary and the extra information that is uh, required from uh, requiring from clients so how about the the general protect protection data law how's how's that going to be in place on it and then let's say for example after all that and then gathering all this information and what happened if that information gets hacked or something like that who's going to be the responsible for is it this new this institution going to be responsible for that information when that happened? If they are the user going to be protected? So there is a two sides of the story. Personally, I don't think this department is ready to regulate and in that way. Okay, would that mean that you would not be prepared to disclose your client information to the authorities even if they requested it? And how would you avoid that? Well, Stratum, we are not based in South Africa. We are based, uh, our company is based in Hong Kong. We have operation, of course, we can serve South Africans. We can serve anyone, uh, anyone in any country. Uh, we found a way, like same thing, we can do that in Brazil. We can do that in Costa Rica. Well, so the way that we did to serve the South African, well, the, our platform, it is global. It is based in Hong Kong. We made an agreement with a payment processor that they, we help them to build a stable coin. So, the user, we're going to do KYC, AML, all the procedures with a South African local company that they are specialized in one thing only, converting your South African rents in crypto and one-to-one pair. So they did a stable coin. For those that does not know what a stable coin is, is one-to-one to rent. You deposit rent on their bank account, by the regulation, everything fine in South Africa. Every time you deposit one rent, you have one XR, which is the, the digital form or the crypto form of rent in a blockchain. And then it's built on top of the Ripple network on uh, XRP Ledger. So every time that you deposit the money, that in South Africa will pop up the same amount in crypto inside our platform. So then you will be able to trade in our platform without sending to us. Because I don't mind about the fiat part, about the, let's say, the rent part. Because again, for you to send money to us, you have to do KYC in your bank. Fine. But after you buy Bitcoin, after you buy the, 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 the crypto, that must to be protected. And that information, where you went that information, you went that information in our website.
and our website all we need from you is your email so in order for us to at least contact you your telephone number just in case we need to contact you to do send information to do a second factory password something like that we don't ask your name i actually don't want to know your name i don't want to know where you live i don't want to know how much money you're making and i really don't care what you're doing with your cryptocurrency it's your own business so for the authorities in south africa if they ask me all, all that information well they have to send that information to hong kong and i will comply with the laws in hong kong as long as the laws in Hong Kong is let me to do that, fine. And then when Hong Kong starts to look in a different way, well, there is more than 200 countries in the world. I will find one that will understand, will protect the user's identity. Okay. It seems like the banks in Brazil and to some extent in South Africa are in a panic over cryptos. People are withdrawing their money from bank accounts to invest in cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Do you see this as a threat to the banking system going forward? Well, 100%. I mean, to be honest, I don't know if the South Africans, they know a little bit about Blockbuster or Kodak, but I think the banks, they are the new, they, they are the new Blockbuster. They are the new Kodak. Because if they do not, if they do not start to do something and then and, and drive towards uh, crypto, they will be out of business very soon. Not totally, not totally, because some people, they need loans, they need insurance. So the bank's going to find something else. They're going to print, they're going to put on the system their magic money that they just put in a database and then the money, the money appears on the, the user's bank account. They're going to be using people's bank accounts and begging to the client to not pay loans, not pay credit cards, so they can charge a huge interest and then make money on that. But on the side of investment side, I'm seeing, especially with the performance, what the cryptocurrencies are doing, such as Bitcoin or Ethereum, or even our own coin that we created to make it easier to invest or say, you know what, I'm, I'm so tired about making maybe 5% a year, sometimes 4% a year, and some countries even doing like less, like minus, negative interest. It's amazing how that thing grows. But and then users are seeing that creatures are growing more and more and more, and then we see PayPal, we see uh, other companies jumping on this thing, Circle, uh, DBS, uh, a bank from Singapore, Midbank, a bank from, from Russia, they are jumping on this. And then, of course, it's because we see the performance of Bitcoin this year alone is about 150%. And uh, the performance of Blue of this year, it's more than 200%. So for the user to say, you know what, I'm tired of investing in gold or platinum or even in investing in stock market, let me just a little, let me get 20% of my portfolio in Blue, for example, in Stratum Blue. Well, if you did that 200% in January to now, imagine the amount of money that you have right now. So, and most important of all, they like to invest in crypto all you need transfer money by the crypto you don't have to fill it out forms you don't have to say oh this is my knowledge on investment and then you're not going to have a broker saying oh you should buy oil you should buy gold you should buy these or you should and then when you want to sell it's even worse because let's say for example if you invest in in, in a bp stocks and british petroleum stocks and then the south africans as the in south africa we have british petroleum gas station Get your share certificate, drive your car to a BP gas station, and then try to fill your tank with, uh, with your shares. You're not going to be able to do that. But with crypto, you can do it. All you need to do is sell your crypto, go to gas station, and there, done. Go to uh, uh, Woolies and then do it. So it's much easier. And the liquidity, it's so fast, it's so easy to do. And the last one, 
if you are, let's say, a gold investor or if you are uh, any investor in any stock market and then you say, you know what, I am so tired of South Africa or, you know what, maybe the next president is going to be Julius Malema and I don't like him as a president and I'm leaving. I'm going, I'm, I'm just going to leave in Ibiza. Try to get your gold, try to get your assets to Spain and then, and then sell it. You don't, you cannot do it. You cannot even travel with your gold. With crypto, and it's simple. All you need to do, take your cell phone with you and then that's it. You don't even have to take your clothes with you. You can just travel with your, your cell phone. So it's much easier and much simple. All right, final question. Are we entering an age when you'll be able to travel the world with nothing but a passport and a suitcase? All your wealth securely stored somewhere in a decentralized network that's beyond the reach of government or any tax authority? Right now, yes, you are. You definitely are, especially because there is so many companies like us. We are testing the product in Brazil already. You can have your, your, your Bitcoins, your crypto, and especially like in Brazil, we have like a payment system that you not even need a bank anymore to, to use that payment system. And but we a lot of clients are uh, countries are testing the, those kind of things too. So basically, all you need is your cell phone. And let's say, for example, if you are a programmer, if you are doing anything, and then you can work remotely. And as the COVID nineteen proves, there is a lot of jobs that you actually can work remote for anywhere in the world. Uh, so that proves that you actually can say, you know what, I'll be leaving. Uh, let's say a hundred and seventy ninety days in each country. So then I'm gonna be. Uh, put it as residence, so then I have to pay taxes to no one, and I can travel the world and then receive in Bitcoin, or let's say, for example, you know what, I don't want to receive in Bitcoin because it's too volatile. All right, great, so then I'm going to receive in XR, or I'm going to be receiving in uh, USDT, uh, in any stable coin. And then all you need is an app that you can convert within seconds your crypto is straight in a, and, and load a card, a, a credit card, a MasterCard, a Visa card. There is a bunch of the market already that you can do that. You use the actual payment system that is already built. You use that network. But who has the control? The, you has the control in your hand. So let's say, for example, you receive an XR, the stable coin paired with, uh, uh, with XR. So, okay, great. So, and the moment that I want to pay a coffee, and then if the coffee is 10 pounds, because right now and in, in, in London, I can convert straight away. I have zero balance, and, balance in my car. 20 seconds later, now I have balance, I can pay that coffee, and that's it. I don't have to store the money on the credit card anymore. And most important, I don't need credit anymore because I control my financial life. So, like you said, all I need is a suitcase, my mobile, my computer, and my passport. And hopefully soon, not even the passport, when the authorities and all those countries realize that you can have your ID is straight in your mobile and has to be and that has to be registered in a blockchain. So every single country instead I stamp, you get a record on a blockchain. That will be the future. And then for sure, we're gonna be seeing more and more applications coming out coming out, and we're gonna be see a lot of things coming based on cryptocurrency. Uh, Airbnb receiving cryptocurrency and other companies, other startups coming out and receiving in, 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 in cryptocurrency. And the beauty about all that, then the world is start to be just one single place. You don't have to, to be worried anymore about how do I transfer my money over there? How do I open a bank account? So then it's not about uh, banking the unbanked. It's about unbanking the banks. So that is the whole thing. It's mm. getting guys out of bank and show them the freedom that the cryptocurrency created. Okay.
Rochella Lopez, thank you so much. Rochella Lopez is the CEO of Straighten Blockchain, and he's talking to us from Brazil. Thank you, Rochella. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to be here today, and hopefully uh, very soon I'll be back in South Africa and we can talk more about it.